I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's happening, everybody? Here we are once again on Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. And as you can see, the man himself, the Nugget, has weaseled his way back. Uh, after taking part in the debut episode, we have SP3. Steph Chase did tremendous jobs. But the man, WrestleTalk's czar of wrestling, Louis Dangle, returns. How are you, brother? I'm good. As you said, Steph and SP3, they knocked it out of the park. Uh I thought our show, our show uh, on Monday flowed well. Uh, on Tuesday, sorry, we really enjoyed chatting with you guys. So I'm really looking forward to being back, chatting with you all, and delving into the news ahead of Helen Cell uh, this weekend. Absolutely. And before we delve into our first bit of news, um, let me remind you: you can catch us, of course, on podcast right now. We're on Apple Podcasts now, as of today, I believe, and we're on obviously Spotify and all other outlets that you get your podcasts. Um, <clears throat> sorry sticking in me, Louis. It's attacking me, my throat here. Um, but of course, as well, the other thing I'd like to remind you is that to get your super chats in, uh, that's one of the funnest parts of the show, any amount we will read out. And that leads me nicely to our first bit of news, Louis, because Mr. Davis, number one fan, says it's finally pent el zero, Mr. Davis. And of course, tell the people why he has said this, Louis. So... Um... He is referencing, obviously, the fact that AW has just announced that uh, Ray Phoenix has suffered an injury. Uh, it was all seen during Dynamite. We weren't sure how serious the injury was that he suffered during his match with uh, Ray Phoenix with his brother Pentagon, but it looks like it's going to be pretty serious. So the match was taped uh, yesterday and obviously now features Pentagon instead of uh, Phoenix. So it's Pentagon versus Kenny. We know what those two can do. They're going to deliver a great match undeniably. Um, It's obviously disappointing for Phoenix because this is not the first time that injury has forced him out of a big match on Dynamite. Probably the biggest singles match he's had. He was supposed to face Cody for the TNT title. One of the first challengers, I think, after Jungle Boy. He, uh, He was replaced by Mark Quinn. So it's disappointing for him, but I'm sure... His talent is undeniable, so he'll get these opportunities. And we obviously, from us all here, hope that the injury is nothing serious and this is more of a precautionary measure than one that is uh, sort of alluding to a more serious knock or a uh, more serious injury. Well, and if AEW were ever going to be uh, you know, on the precautionary side, it should be now because lessons need to be learned, of course, from the terrible um, handling of Alex Reynolds. Of course, he says he's fine, I've seen, and he thinks the referee and the doctor handled it great. That's a hot mm. take. I find that hard to believe because they didn't handle it at all, Alex Reynolds. Mm. Um, but, you know, the man, in the, the man in the situation knows better than I. Before the mucus attacked my throat, Louis, I was going to remind everyone to like share and subscribe uh, everything going on here with wrestle Two, the home of wrestling daily uh, friday night insight is what i've coined tonight luigi and um i must say because obviously we had steph on yesterday who was full of hot takes everyone in the comments will uh, be fondly remembering uh what did you make just a quick summary of the wednesday night wars um, I thought AEW was a fantastic show. NXT was another very good show. AEW, the only two sticking points were the two sort of injuries. One with Phoenix to currently be helped, the main event, which the injury can't be helped, but the handling of it massively can. Uh, for NXT, there were some issues, but uh, both shows overall, listen, they will probably go down as the best wrestling shows we see this week. 
So no complaints from me. Let me tell you, Robombi knows. They know. Friday Night Insight is an amazing name. We should trademark that. Yeah, there's T-shirts and all sorts. There's money to be printed here, Lou. Um, I like your thinking. Well, yeah. Let's get into the BSometer. Let's touch on some of the news that people may or may not have seen today. Now, one of the stories that keeps dragging on but seems to have come to a conclusion now is the future of Ben Carter, Louis. Tell the people what Dave Meltzer has been reporting. Well, Dave Meltzer is reporting that Ben Carter, AEW Dark Star, who's kind of took the world by storm, really, with his performances on Dark, has signed with WWE. Um, uh, Fightful Select were the first to report a couple of weeks ago that NXT UK had made a big play for him. And I've seen a lot of people on on, um, social media criticizing his decision not to join AEW because Sean also reported there was a lot of interest there. But from what we understand and from what's been said, and I think even Ben said it in interviews, he can't get a visa currently to work in the US. He he worked Dynamite uh, Dark for free. So obviously with the pandemic going on, working in the UK, being a British guy himself, it did make the most sense for him. And let's just be happy for him. If he's decided to go with a uh, NXT UK, which is a fantastic brand, all the more power to him. So Ben, obviously best of luck. And that is uh, joined, I guess, by our friend Gary Cassidy, who uh, did an interview with Serpentico. And he's confirmed that he's now a full-time AEW signing. So both promotions picking up some talent uh, over the last couple of days. Absolutely. Um, the bs Amateur is all, almost not needed here because I know that both stories to be true. And uh, But what I will do is I'll give them the green bs Amateur anyway because, look, it's more green, Louis. There you go. Thank you, Ed- Thank you, Editor Rich, for sorting that Thank for us. Thank you, Rich, very much. Now now people know we're giving them the rub. Um, so, yes, uh, I'd heard about Ben Carter at the same predicament, right? Like, it, getting to America is not easy, and having a visa is even worse. So it was a no-brainer for him, to be honest. And NXT UK, you look at the top of their roster, um, once Volta has kind of got through the top contenders they've got there, which, to be honest... He's kind of moving that way, but you expect Ilya Dragunov to dethrone him. Um, they are quite shy on top talent, to be honest. Um, Tyler Bates is nowhere to be seen at the moment, although I expect him to be back. And yeah. the same with Pete Dunne. He's only really there at the moment because of the same restrictions that are going to cause Ben Carter to be there. Um, and also, yeah, the, the thing is, um, I want to give Gary a quick rub here. I'm giving rubs everywhere. I need to be careful with these hands. Um, he he's uh, doing a fantastic job with inside the ropes, and uh, I know that he was sitting on this news like he kind of, you know, you know, Lewis will tell you how um, journalists are. We kind of bounce each other off news and stuff, and um, he had that for weeks, but he waited for confirmation and kind of worked with AW to get it out. So fair play to Gary doing it through the proper channels. Um, all the respect to Gary. Um, moving on, we've got Keith Lee. Recording new music, according to PW Insider. Of course, that was um, the source of um, much deliberation, is the friendly way I'm going to call it, when they debuted the new song. Um, Man, I mean, in NXT, I think everyone had become so acclimatised with that song and it fit him so well that the main roster one was just a bit like, hang on a minute, you know, this and a skirt? And a skirt. Um, It was a big departure, so... Uh, what is quite cool about this story, though, Lou, is that they're saying Keith Lee is laying down his vocals once again. Yeah, which is obviously good to see. I mean, the main thing for me is we got the... So when he first debuted, we got the skirt and the music, but we got beating Randy Orton clean on pay-per-view. Now it seems like we're getting the music, but there's no Hell in a Cell match for him. There's no real storyline or... When he is winning, when he is on uh, Raw, he's either drawing or getting pinned by Braun Strowman. So hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we get a marriage of the two, and we see him getting his sort of charm back, his music back, that kind of thing, and and a renewed push for Keith. But this is definitely a step in the right direction, and hopefully, Ken can uh, Keith can put his own spin on it and his own uh, touches because we just know how charismatic and how um, engaging he is. So he, he'll create magic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if, if he needs the rub from this show, as the comments will tell you, I'm giving out all the rubs right now. Uh, I'm like a human massage parlor, Louis, just clean up, <laughs> I think. Uh, anyway, 
Yeah, uh, Keith Lee, indeed, um, it is. It appears to be getting new music. Of course, Roman Reigns said a few weeks ago that he would be um, looking for some new music too as the story progressed. And their story does look like it's progressing, Lou. Um, we're going to get into this a little bit right now. We all know what a proponent of Roman Reigns I am. Uh, I think the Tribal Chief has been absolutely excellent and has been not, you know, I said this yesterday, it, turning heel is one thing. But the Tribal Chief character is a home run in every way, fits him perfectly. Adenin Heyman, tremendous. Now, we have read things about them taking this to the next level where Roman starts his own stable to kind of capitalise off this Tribal Chief um, persona. Uh, one would assume that the Usos might be a part of that. Of course, he's got Jey Uso this Sunday, Hell in a Cell. I quit. We're going to learn a little bit more about that tonight on SmackDown and uh, what goes into that, what iterations and connotations, to be fair, go into that I quit. Because, Louis, we're speculating that perhaps he has to acknowledge Roman as the trouble chief. And then, whether it's tonight or further down the line, perhaps they align. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not a sort of friendly not friendly align but a um i hope jay isn't willingly aligning uh, aligning i hope it's not like it's with roman's you know what i mean I hope, I hope, and i hope it's not like roman's next feud jay just comes out and attacks the guy and then we have roman and jay holding each other's arms up i think it'd be nice if so tonight on smackdown roman reigns is going to reveal the stipulation he said that this match is going to have real stakes and real consequences so for me it'd be nice if that's something like you have to work for me or or something along those lines. i'm not sure of the phrase uh maybe i've seen some people speculate he loses the uso name and just becomes Jay as a sort oh. of. I'm not sure about that because I don't think there's a worse wrestling name. Actually, it's slap nuts, but uh, than <laughs> Jay just on its own, which which isn't great. Um, but it's 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 interesting, and it gives a new dynamic to the Hell in a Cell as lo as well as the I Quit match, which is the first time we've seen that. So yeah, I, I'm excited for it, and the possibilities beyond this. Uh, this match and what it could mean for the future of SmackDown moving forward with the possible Roman and Jay uh, alliance uh, is, is really exciting. So big thumbs up from me and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I mean, I've in interviews, so I actually said the Royal Rumble this year, I posed this question to Samoa Joe and I said to him, you know, what do you think? There's been a lot of rumours, um, you know, mostly started by people like me on Twitter, <laughs> that it would be cool, right, to have them all together. And Samoa Joe was kind of like dismissive. He was like, you know, I don't, yes, it, you know, I like all these guys and, you know, they're great in the ring and whatnot, but why put us all together just because we're Samoan? Um, and I, I guess I hadn't really contemplated that before he put it to me like that. And, you know, I can understand that maybe that wouldn't be the best reasoning. Um, but Jay Uso, funnily enough, when we spoke about that, his rationale was totally different. He was like, yeah, I want to celebrate that. I want to be like, you know, I think he actually called it like Samoan SWAT team 2.0. <clears throat> he was like, you know, that that would be really cool. And they want to run it as heels. Roman is heel now. So it'd make a lot of sense if they actually did do it, you know, regardless of whether Samoa Joe is involved or Tamina or Nia Jax or anyone with that ancestry. Um, I do think that there are legs there. All of them have got different opinions, but I think if you're looking at Roman and you pair him with arguably the best tag team in WWE slash the world, you know, they're in the conversation. If they went to AEW tomorrow, they'd still be like a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and then you have maybe something else, someone else in that group. And, you know, even Nia Jax actually would be pretty cool when I think about it. And you've got Heyman in there too. That's a really powerful group that you could do a lot of a lot of stories that can spawn off. And I kind of miss that. Um, so I don't think Roman needs it, which is quite crucial. But if it plays into the story that they're trying to tell and gets us to the destination and where they're looking to go for WrestleMania, which hopefully is The Rock, although we don't really know now. Um, it's hopefully, hopefully Goldberg, no? <clears throat> Louis, I will remove you from this chat. <laughs> I have that power. Don't tempt me. Um, so anyway, there we go. I mean, in terms of can it happen to versus will it happen? I think we have to go with the yellow, Lou. Yeah, I think it's 50-50. There you go. There it is. So let's uh, hit the super chats now because we do have a couple in waiting. 
And this one comes from Nzagur. Uh, <laughs> you two are a good pairing. Looking forward to more. Thank you very much. Very much Thank appreciate you. that. Um, what will be the best pairing since Lewis? I thought you had something quicker. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Jay and Jimmy. We're talking about them. We we are we we, we look similar. Sure, we, we look mean... like brothers. <laughs> Actually, one more <clears throat> note. I saw I saw someone in the comments say I look like a young Tony Khan, which I will take. I'll wow. take well, anyway. I, I get Dominic a lot, which is, I think, just the fact that my hair is mildly similar. But there you have it. In the comments, have at it. Is this is this Dominic <laughs> and Tony Khan's wrestling daily? Uh, let us know. Uh, another. Super chat here, which we're grateful for. CM Chris, thank you very much, brother. Please don't forget Impact Wrestling has Bound for Glory this weekend. I hope the Good Brothers win the tag titles. Great being a wrestling fan right now. CM Chris, I know you were around yesterday and we have spoken length about Impact. Uh, the day before, actually, that was with SB3. Yeah. Maybe you missed that show. My apologies. But either way, we have spoke about it at great length. Very excited for the show. And I think I have said, first of all, Yes, I do hope the Good Brothers win the tag titles because we're big, we're big fans of those over here, aren't we, Louis? Um, for me, Diona Perazzo and Kylie, Ray, uh, you know, Smiley Kylie, Kylie Ray. That that's the one I'm really looking forward to, man. Um, they've both grown so much in recent years, and I just think they're doing tremendously well in the spotlight in uh, in Impact. And of course, you know, Rich Swan, Eric uh, Young, man. It's just there's a to be honest, it's a loaded card. I'm even interested. Like I'm enjoying Shamrock and. Callahan kind of being nutters yeah. together. Um, so from what I've seen of Impact, you know, I've been checking in on it in the last few weeks, especially. I, I love it. I think they're doing good business, Lou. Yeah, and uh, I think Impact doing great stuff. They're, they're, for me, I struggle a little bit with the fact that I've now got so used to, obviously, the Thunderdome and with AEW having fans back, the fact that there is literally no fans there does kind of take me back to that pre-WrestleMania time, just like post-WrestleMania time, when there were no fans at shows, and that was quite hard. So uh, Impact will always have that to work against, but I still think it's doing great stuff, and the show will be good regardless. I won't be able to watch it live because I'm a child and will not be able to stay up two nights in a row until the early hours of the morning, but I'll catch it on Sunday, and it will undeniably and inevitably be another fantastic showing for impact wrestling and i think heath has teased that we might have a few former wwe guys turn up so we could have a stack show on monday where we're not only talking about having a cell because obviously monday there's a special show at 9 30 uk time uh, for to cover hell in a cell so um We'll be watching that. We'll be talking about Helen Sutter, but we could have a couple of new Impact signees to be talking about. So definitely head on over uh, to that show on Monday and check that one out. Yeah, and on the note of you just mentioning Heath Slater, uh, CM Chris does remind us here of their situation uh, and the gauntlet match. And of course, I think um, if Heath wins, then Rhino keeps his job and you know yeah. gets the shot at the title that he wants. But if um, anyone else wins, Rhino's gone. So it's all very interesting how that works out. But um, we did say the other night, um, CM Chris, uh, that I think Heath is going to win that. I, I think they have big plans for him in Impact. Uh, and I had Scott Demore on my actual on my radio show a couple of weeks ago, um, and he he was suggesting as much. Maybe you know he didn't say that, but come on, I'm reading between the lines here. I'm a journalist, so. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So anyway, guys, let's move forward. And I think, Louis, at the 20-minute mark, round about that, it's probably time for a hot take. What do you reckon? Yeah, and we've been talking about impact. So should we head on over to this one from my impact interview with The North? I mean, it's also seamless. Do it. Let's do it. Vince McMahon is the greatest wrestler of all time. If, if, if that 75-year-old man says... I'm going to light myself on fire and jump off of this building. He will do it. And he, and find, find me one wrestler that had more heat than him. Find me one wrestler that gets a bigger pop when their music hits still to this day. When you hear that beginning of his song, no chance. That's what you got building is blown off. This man, greatest wrestler of all time, should be on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. Let me tell you something about Ethan Page's passionate take about Vince McMahon, by the way, which I really enjoyed. Um, isn't it really hard to argue with everything that he said? Like, I wanted, I really wanted to go, bah, that's silly. Um, mm. But then every point you made, I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah. the only thing you would say is that surely for like the greatest wrestler of all time, there has to be a criteria of how many matches you've had or something to that effect. Because um, mm-hmm. Vince, yeah, he's over like Rover, but man, like you can't quantify it like that, can you, Lou? I think if he would have said sports entertainer, so greatest sports entertainer of all time, I wouldn't have had a shadow of a doubt. I would have said 100% I agree. Vince has it. And okay, we're going to talk about Vince the performer because there's obviously two sides to Vince Vince the businessman and Vince the performer. Vince the performer, and I don't think he gets enough credit for this. He embarrasses himself on television a fair amount, definitely during a sort of the time he was on TV as a regular character. He often got his ass kicked. He often would humiliate himself for to put the baby faces over. So he, he was he every time I watch a Vince segment from back in the day, I was thoroughly sports entertained. And li- listen, do we have Stone Cold Steve Austin and the height of Stone Cold without Vince? No, no, we don't. No. So he's responsible for arguably one of the, no, I think you said top three. Question, that's a different question. With the, the, the statement is, yeah. is the greatest wrestler ever. That's what he said. I've, I've got to keep my relationship with these people. I've, I've got to try and <laughs> try and agree with them. Listen, greatest wrestler of all time. If you said to me, who, who, who was it? If you asked me, Vince wouldn't be in my top 50 names. But as you said, I don't disagree with anything Ethan said. Very, very over, very committed to having great matches and great moments. I, I agree with what he said, but greatest wrestler, don't know. Listen, as I'm seeing in the comments, anyone who books themselves to get their ass kissed on TV is okay by me. I, I would put him in the top, um, and I'm thinking Undertaker probably at the same <laughs> point, the top characters that yeah. the business has ever seen. Because Vincent Mann, his influence is felt as a character. Like he he's he's touched so many different things uh, and affected the business in so many different ways. Probably the greatest way because Steve Austin is, for all intents and purposes, the most influential box office attraction there's ever been in wrestling. Like wrestling has never been at a bigger height than when he was on top. That's facts. The the numbers are there, right? I know you can make arguments of like you know Hulk Hogan kind of pushed it to the mainstream and and The Rock is probably the most famous person to derive from wrestling. Yeah. But if you're actually talking about someone who has affected the business the most, and I saw Kurt Angle the other day was saying that John Cena, because of longevity purposes, is the guy who should be the greatest. But I still don't think anything that Cena did is 
you know, reaches the peaks that some of the names we just mentioned did. But, you know, it's all well and good being on top, but like, you know, you're booked to be there at the end of the day, pushing the needle and pushing the company forward is what Steve Austin did. And I don't think that's unfair yeah. to say, but a large part of the reason he did that or reached the heights that he did is Vince McMahon. I mean, that's the same yeah. for everybody, right? Because of booking. But I mean, literally on screen, developing that character. I don't think, you know, if you put just another heel in Vince's place, it doesn't work, does it? I don't think so. No. And I'm going to throw up this comment here from Cody because it's quite interesting. Um, who are our goats? If we had to give one greatest of all time wrestler, oh. who are we going for? Are we saying like, again, are we saying like just a wrestler or is it just a whole, so whole what do you? When you when you hear the word goat and wrestling, what comes to mind? Oh, that stinks. Um, it does stink. I've got like... Um, <laughs> so like I'm so obviously I'm super biased. So like the first person who springs to my mind is The Rock, just because just because I love him, right? But at the end of the day, I realised that he probably cashed out his chips too early to be the greatest. Like I'm aware of yeah. that. Um, and then you know a lot of people would say Ric Flair, but I probably didn't. I probably because like, I didn't get to watch him weekly in his prime. I maybe don't. You know, don't get me wrong. I hold that guy in the highest regard. And I, I was like the littlest mark of all time when I was interviewing him but um it's hard like yeah i, I think what daniel uh, lucetta has said in the comments here i think you can put it in category of restaurant entertainer so if i'm going to do that i i do think the rock is maybe the greatest entertainer there's ever been that's i, I know i could sit here and probably break it down and find others but he's just he's just who springs to mind and influenced me the most okay so yeah there you go that's how i'm going to quantify that in terms of wrestler i think Shawn michaels is probably the best in-ring performer um that there's ever been in terms of delivering and you know his body of work is just unbelievable when you actually think about it like the wrestlemanias the, the mr wrestlemania thing is a moniker but my god like the things that he did um i'm really torn on that one because like jericho deserves to be there he's had like an unbelievable career of doing different things you know i always thought kurt angle was amazing if it was strictly a wrestler i might have said well um, I don't know. I was about to say Benoit, but I can't in good conscience say that. Um, there's just a lot of there's a. I mean, but I liked him as a wrestler, is what I'm saying in ring. Um, there, there's a lot of different ones. You could do this all day, but I think in terms of if, if someone was like, right, you have to pick, I'd probably say Rock and HBK, probably. Yeah, and you? that's the match we, match we never saw. Um, Kurt Angle for wrestler. Good. <laughs> uh, and entertainer i'm gonna go with vince you know i'm gonna go with vince because vince was so integral to the stone cold segments to to everything he was involved in so i'm gonna go for vince for entertainer uh, for entertainer okay i mean and, and i've got no problem with those picks do you know what i mean you can't lose and i think it is uh subjective if anyone has a super chat where they want to um tell us what it really should be put us in our place please Feel free to do that. Um, we'd like nothing more. Uh, moving along, let's do another bit of news. And I don't know if this is news so much as it was an interview where uh, Big E was spilling the beans a little bit, Louis. Tell us who he wanted to have in the new day. So I found one of these names particularly interesting. So he said he wanted 2014. He was thinking about and they all were, were names to uh, add to the new day. I think he described the group as a revolving door and who he wanted to add. And one of the names, two of the names. So one was Alicia Fox and the other one was Damien Sandow. And that one interesting for, was interesting to, for me because, listen, when we think of New Day, let's be frank, it's four, uh, three black guys. Is it So four? whenever, <laughs> is it four? We know there's three Usos according to Wale on Quizzlemania, but there's three members sure. of New Day. And I think whenever anyone has suggested people to go into New Day, because of that connotation, it has tended to be african-american wrestlers or black wrestlers so to hear that damien sandow was being pitched was an interesting interesting idea for me because it isn't something that i'd considered because i guess subconsciously and probably wrongly whenever i've thought of members to add to the new day they have been black wrestlers so to see that they were trying to have damien sandow or thought he would be a good addition was very interesting and i mean he's proved with his Mizdow stuff that he can be so entertaining. I think he would have been NWA, by the way. He's still good. Still is, um, yeah. 
And I think that would have been really interesting to see, obviously, Damien Sandow. But for me, I think they did the right thing by keeping it as New Day. Uh, New Day, just the, the three men. I mean, they are so entertaining as it is. And you feel like you're just in any of their segments or their podcast, you feel like a part of their friendship group, which just feels like three very close friends. And I don't know how adding someone to that mix or subtracting someone or adding Alicia Fox to that mix would have worked. I'm not too sure, but I think that they probably did the right thing by keeping uh new day, just as Biggie, uh, Kofi and uh, Xavier. I mean, Kevin Owens briefly flirted with it <laughs> before being, yeah, the- he was honorary member but the dastardly character that he is he couldn't uh he couldn't keep it up but um i mean it's interesting with alicia fox I, i've long thought this that that'd be a, an easy way sometimes to get women more stories outside of the title picture in wwe to be affiliated in different things um you know i, I don't know how that's going to work out for me yim at the moment in retribution but excuse me can you call her by her proper name no, I can't. And uh, <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's like Chad Gable will always be Chad Gable on this show. Anyone calls him anything else and I will remove you. Um, Agreed. I mean, I mean that to the host, of course, in the comments, do as you please. I'm at your mercy. Um, but yes, I hate that name. And Chad Gable is a sensational wrestler. So I just don't understand what they were trying to do there. And, it, and those who said at the time, no, let it play out. Go on, see where they're going with it. There'll be a story. There was no story, guys. Come on now. Um, so anyway, that was a bit of a side point. But Alicia Fox um, would have been an interesting way to go. And But I, I, I just I can't help but agree with what you just said, Lou. The dynamic would be so strange. Like, yeah. the, uh, um, uh, it, just, it just would have been a weird mix. So the, the three of them was perfect. Because there are some stables that are perfect for adding people in, right, where... Like when I was growing up and I look back now and I think, well, it probably wasn't that great. But back in the day, the corporation were great, right? Like Vincent Mann just going, I'm the boss and I want all these great people to come and protect me. That makes the world of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll have Ken yeah. He's a maniac. Go on, bring him in. Um, big boss man. He's a host. Come on, get him in. Um, the Rock is like the crown jewel. I've got big shows, seven foot. Kane, who's an absolute maniac um, that no one can control. But... If, if he gets out of line, we're threatened to send him to the mental hospital. Those are the words WWE use, not me. Um, crazy, really. That, um, that you know, And China was in that for a little while too. I thought that was a great stable. Um, we haven't had anything like that in a little while. But I don't know, Lou, are you, like, are you a fan of stables? I always really have been. Yeah, I do like stables. I think they've got nice dynamics. And that's why one of the reasons I'm, I am I like what AEW is doing, where there's so many stables and layers to those stables as well. Um, and it seems like with WWE, it's not just tag teams that are splitting up stables as well. Apart from Retribution and Hurt Business, we don't really have any sort of proper stables on the main roster anyway. Um, but yeah, always love a stable. And I love the Freebird aspect of it as well, where New Day, there wasn't a leader to the stable. It wasn't like, this is the guy that everyone answers to. It, they felt like equals that could slot in and out of tag teams and singles runs. So I did like that. And uh, yeah, I, I love a stable. Well, we've got another super chat here. We did invite the pressure on the GOAT discussion, Lou. Uh, and Bo Hill, thank you very much, brother, has said, GOAT is Jericho. Uh, 30 years of WCW, WWF slash E, New Japan, successful everywhere, constantly reinventing himself, made a clipboard, the best thing in wrestling. Uh, Bo, I find it very hard to argue with you, my friend. Um, as I yeah. said, I, I had him... Um, on my side of the discussion with Shawn Michaels, I had Jericho rivaling him for that spot. But really, he could rival The Rock on his side for entertainer as well. And really, you know, you have to say that gives Jericho a lot of legs in this discussion. He's one of the only guys who could be at the very top of both. Um, although I do yeah. think Kurt Angle probably could as well. Um, and you think wrestling characters. I don't know many people that could be on the conversation for so many different iterations of their character. I mean, we're talking 2008 suit wearing world heavyweight title Jericho or Le Champion Jericho or list of Jericho. He's been on top in, with, with so many different characters. So don't, many, don't if, forget show tunes, Jericho. Don't forget. Of course, of course, I mean, he, he, he's been on top with so many different characters, so many different gimmicks that, you can't. I, I think that you've completely changed my mind, and I definitely have to say that Jericho is entertainer. Number one, he's, he's done it with so many different gimmicks, so many different characters. Oh, he's out Vince. Vince is gone. 
Vince is gone. I've got. I've, I've switched over to the AEW side. Jericho would love the flip of the the change of mind that you've had, the change of heart. Um, you, you do have to say though that Jericho's reinvention, um, is probably even. Like, and I know people have said this about Undertaker, but you could argue Jericho's are even more because they are such a. I mean, okay, Undertaker's character in the first place is really hard <laughs> to get over and do, but Jericho's have been much more of a grand departure each time, from babyface to heel. Um, you know, he's he's so smart, smarter than people ever really give him credit for. Um, and I'm so invested in what he's going to be doing with MJF, man. So like, so invested. I've, I thought MJF was great. They've put these two together, and normally you're like, oh, how's this going to work? Because heel and heel and all of that stuff. It's going great. And like the way they've just changed this now, everyone's looking at next week, like, how's this going to go? Like, is he going to join? Is he not? Is it going to go down? Uh, how long are they going to stretch this out? How long should they stretch it out, Luke? Um, I, they could pay it off in a month. They could pay it off in six. And I know I'll what they should do. I asked you what they should do. What they should do. They should probably roll this out until I think there's got legs in it till all out next year. Wow. Yeah. I think there's enough legs in it where you can have potentially. See, I don't think that. See, the, the long feud in this is obviously Jericho MJF, but there's a MJF Sammy feud that's right there that could go for months by itself once Sammy's done with with Hardy and then can basically see that Jericho's kind of replaced him with MJF. And those those two would have great matches and a babyface run for Sammy. So, yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential in that, that this could easily be drawn out and be sort of the replacement to the Bucks and Kenny and Paige and FTR feud that kind of looks like it's going to be culminating over the next couple of months. So this could be the long running thing that AEW's got going for it. So yeah, I think that there's definitely legs. And if AEW's done anything since the launch of Dynamite uh, last year, they've proved that long term storytelling is something in in their wheelhouse that they can easily do. So I've they they've got my full trust and respect. And uh, yeah, I think they'll do it. I think, um, and I've said this this week i would love to see something a la jericho owens that kind of drawn out you know I, I i still think chris jericho and kevin owens should have been like tag champs and everything they should have gone all the way with that and then you take goldberg out of the picture and you make that match the universal title match um, not like me to say goldberg should be out of the picture i know but um and and to be fair he had a good match with lesnar at that mania didn't need the title but it didn't need the title no it didn't mm. um it could have just been didn't we stink the place out like 17 years ago or th what was it 13 years ago um let's let's do it again that could have been it and i resent this cody k everyone at wrestle talk has a natural aew bias come on now brother we've just been waxing, waxing lyrical about the greatest of all times in wwe and things of that nature come on i watch nxt live i there's I a running joke as a running joke within within Wrestle Talk and even on Twitter that I've got I'm an NXT mark. So if anything, I think this show's probably a little bit NXT. I've I've been accused of the same down the years, and I actually said before the last takeover that I still think, and I know New Japan fans are probably going to come down on me here, but I still think takeovers are the best wrestling shows in the world. I just Agreed. think they are like that. You know, three or four hours. There's four or five matches and they all bang. Like nine times out of 10, they all bang. Um, if anyone in the comments watching this has any counters to that, and I'm sure some of you, you do, please, Super Chats, get at us. Let us know what you think. Um, because I'd say that, I do think AEW do bang on pay-per-view, but, you know, the last one hmm, wasn't so great for me. Let's get to a hot take, shall we? Um, there's a couple of interesting ones coming up, guys, so I'm sure you will enjoy it. Greg Cherry here. What would you say if I told you that Sasha Banks is the greatest women's wrestler, not just of this era, but of all time? Sasha's better than Charlotte and Becky, Trish and Lita, Mula and Mae Young, better than every single one before her. 
she just gets it. And she was involved in the greatest women's match of all time. Sasha's just the best. And you got to deal with that. We've got to deal with that. We've got to swallow it, apparently, Lou. Um, mm. I mean, that is a hot take because it's such a open discussion. Um, yes, Greg Cherry, you had me. At, she was in the greatest match women's match of all time because I agree that is the best women's match I have seen at TakeOver. Um, hasn't had until this year, which I, this run has been like phenomenal for me. Yeah, she had the great um, Rousey bout, I think, at Raw, was it Royal Rumble a couple of years ago? Um, other than that, I don't know if she's had the greatest body of work, and I think a lot of that is down to WWE's booking of her as opposed to her ability. That's not really her fault, these short reigns and, you know, whatnot. Um, is she amazingly talented in the top three or four? Like, yeah, yeah, obviously. You'd have to be mental to say Sasha Banks isn't good. Um the best is always subjective because you you can't actually quantify that in wrestling. Do you know what I mean? The you best, can't actually... The best is not subjective. Well, it is I'm, because you can't... I'm going to throw up this comment from Funky Chicken, which summarizes it perfectly. Okay. I would say yes if Kelly Kelly didn't exist. Kelly well, Kelly... <laughs> but no. They've got us there, Lou. They've got us. They have. They have. But uh, for me, in all seriousness, yeah, yes, it is subjective in terms of the best because what you define as the best is different from everyone. But for but me... The reason I say that, Lou, before I let you continue, is like Liverpool. in football, if Liverpool win the leagues because they got the most points, they're the best. But in wrestling, a lot of the spots and how you perform, yes, that's important. But you're you're booked, right? Like you're, yeah. you're booked in certain spots. So you know, Vince McMahon could tell us, could tell everyone, Nugget, you're the best. He could book you in those main event slots, and you could stink every night, right? But then if you're booked to win King of the Ring, Royal Rumble, you could go well. Look at my resume. Right, so wrestling doesn't work the same way as sports. It's basically defined on how you watch and interpret people. Um, so, sorry, just to, before I let you go, uh, Sasha Banks to my top four, yes, but I've said for a long time now, I feel like Charlotte Flair is actually the best, and I know that a lot of people hate hearing that, but I feel like she always delivers in those top spots. I, I'd love someone to come at me with a bad Charlotte Flair pay per view match. Don't need to talk anymore because that is exactly what I was about to say. Charlotte ah, Flair is Charlotte, <laughs> and and greatest women's wrestler. So it's difficult because, as you say, WWE's booking of Charlotte comes into that. Charlotte performs often in singles matches on every pay per view that she's fit and on TV for. So if someone like Asuka was was in that role, would we say Asuka potentially? If when Io Shirai is on the main roster, hopefully, fingers crossed, because damn the matches she could have. Might say uh, we'll, to be fair, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, because Charlotte is booked at the tippity top and always in that position, I guess we kind of put her in that category anyway. So would if Asuka was given the same opportunities that Charlotte is, she is to an extent, but I don't think anyone's been given the opportunities in the women's division, maybe alongside Becky Lynch uh, during the last part of Charlotte Flair. So whether we can see someone else in that role if the booking was different. But, I mean, wh what you said about Charlotte, you put her in there with anyone and she has a fantastic match. She is, a, she feels like a star. And uh, along with her and Becky, I think that's something the women's division does sometimes lack. Um, but, yeah, and, I mean, we could, I guess, on Monday have a slight difference of opinion depending how Helena Cell goes with yeah. Bailey and Sasha, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... Um, that's a very important point. So for me, obviously, a, a large part of my argument is that Charlotte delivers. But of course, and you won't get an argument from me here, she gets more opportunities than anyone to deliver, right? She's yeah. been put in those spots. So it's hard for us to say, um, you know, and the argument works both ways. It's like, well, this person would be better if they was in that spot. But, you know, you, know, you don't know that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I would like to be... I think there are a ton of women that have got the potential there. I, I actually like this comment from CM Chris, Gail, Kim, Madison Rain, Mickey James, Lita. I actually never thought Lita was the greatest worker in the world. I hate to to burst people's bubble there, but um, the the front three there, I do agree with. Um, and just to clarify, to Greg Cherry's point, I do think Sasha Banks is amazing. I'm a huge fan of Sasha Banks. But obviously, this is a very hard question when, like the goat one earlier, when you have to say one, and that's where. Yeah. I, uh, that's why we have to show, Lou, because we don't duck. We don't duck these decisions. Um, we we've got any more news to tuck into. Uh, I believe 
You saw there was a stir this morning about Brock Lesnar being in a UFC game, Lou. Yeah, so um, I think new sites have picked up uh, over the last couple of days and uh, it sort of came to your head today that Brock Lesnar is a playable character in the new UFC game, UFC 4. Uh, from EA Sports. Obviously, everyone knows my favourite franchise, producing the best game of all time, uh, FIFA. But um, listen, this is not massive news. It does not mean that Brock is going to be returning to UFC. It could, but it doesn't mean that that's 100% on the cards. I think people have uh, looked at this potentially thinking, okay, Brock's out of WWE contract. We're, we're led to believe he's a free agent at the moment, has chosen not to re-sign, but as far, I think this happens regularly. As far as I've been told by people within WWE and as far as um, other people have reported, Brock will be back when Vince throws him a wad of cash and says, listen, we got you for this story. This is the plan. Do you want to come in and do it? Um, so I don't think that there's any worry, I guess, within WWE that Brock might uh, head back to UFC. And even if he does, it's not the worst thing because you get that crossover. So uh, we'll have to see how uh, how this plays out. But I don't think we're going to be sitting here in a position uh, where WWE are trying to get Brock back. And have offered him a load of money and he just says, no, I'm not interested. I, I think Brock will be back before too long. I'm really enjoying the uh, the people just coming for you in the in the comments about FIFA. <laughs> that, that's taken over. Um, for, for Brock, I mean, I've had the UFC game since release because I had to write a review on it for TalkSport. And um, I'm, I'm like literally 99% sure that Brock Lesnar has been on there since the start. So whether people have just picked this up or not. Also, Tyson Fury's in the game. Is he signing for UFC? No. Andy Joshua is in the game. Are they going there imminently? No. Um, CM Punk's in the game. I hope he's not going there again. So, I mean, I think the thing is, obviously, if Brock's under WWE contract, we probably don't get this. Well, I mean, you have to imagine Brock is not shackled. I don't think there's a man saying, Brock, give me your Twitter. I don't think. <laughs> You, know, uh, you mean Brock, you mean Brock isn't going to be streaming on on Twitch next week? I mean, he might not. He might not. Live. I know we want to see Brock Lesnar's continue his season with money, <laughs> money bags, Newcastle, but it's not going to happen. Um, no, I, I, for Brock Lesnar, man, it's same as what you just said. The people I spoke to in WWE, it absolutely is a case of that. He's been in Canada, and I know you can come down from Canada into America, but you can't go back up i believe or like like one way is what i mean you can obviously make the return journey but um so i don't think he has any interest to leave during a pandemic they don't have anything for him while there's no fans so why would vince why would he drop that amount of money on him to use when he can't use him you know he's got to pay him like a downside guarantee regardless kind of this fixed sum so why would you and to be fair, although Brock is very much open to the highest bidder, like let's not get it twisted, he's a businessman. Um, but I, I believe that he has every intention of returning to WWE when the time is right. So that will be when there's fans. So I would assume WrestleMania-ish is when we should expect Brock Lesnar back. Now, in the final 15 minutes of the show, this is just flown again, by the way, Lou, um, we've got to make some predictions for <laughs> Helena Cell, and we need to play a final hot take. Louis, I'll let you decide yep. which is first. Well, first, should we cover the Mick Foley little tidbit before we get onto that? Ah, you mean my fine work, Louis? That's what you want to talk about, right? Listen, I know that's why you didn't bring it up, because you are never <laughs> oh one God. to toot your own horn. <laughs> well, you yeah. are never one. You you were always going to be like, hey, listen, Louis, you bring that up, because I don't want to be seen to be, <laughs> to be, uh, to be uh, doing uh, praising my own work. So I will lead this one. You... You uh, obviously um, spoke to Mick Foley yesterday. Fantastic interview. Um, and he gave away a little little bit of a tidbit that something might be in the works with Vince McMahon. Uh, do you obviously want to uh, elaborate on what uh, you've heard from Mick and uh, what you think potentially could be in the works? Yeah, absolutely. So I spoke to Mick for about 15 minutes yesterday. Um, obviously, it's Hell in the Cell week, so he had you know, he had a lot to say and a lot of opinions to fly around. It was really interesting what he said. You know, he said that he spoke to Sasha Banks after the takeover and that she texted him and saying, well, I can retire now because, like, she really felt that she'd accomplished something, made a name in the industry. And I think it's awesome 
how supportive Mick is of those talents. Uh, he's always pushing for women to do more as well, man. So it was really great to get his opinions when you've got Bailey and Sasha going into the cell this weekend. Um, so while he told me all about that, he also told me about the feuds, the people that he helped make. Because I have been very vocal in this, haven't I, Lou? That I feel that Foley is someone who is underappreciated in many ways. He's like the foundation of a lot of the legends that we have before us today, The Rock, Triple H, Randy Orton, Edge, he really gave them the feud that then took them to the next level. So um, it was great to talk about that. But also, um, he did drop in when I talked about how much Vince trusts him and he must have put the faith in him to do all of that. He was like, well, I did have a meeting with Vince a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he said that he has an announcement to make. Uh, it's top secret at the moment. But in the coming weeks, he will be letting us know what it is. So if it's Vince talking to him and it's top secret, you have to imagine it's something to do with TV, um, management position. I don't know if anyone wants to say general manager again, or if he's just managing a superstar. I wouldn't mind that either. Um, but it's very interesting that Vince has reached out and they're trying to work on something. So I hope it is something like that where, where you know, Foley can really be utilised properly because um, he could give that famous... And I say famous is only about 40 minutes old. That famous Alex McCarthy rub um, to to different superstars on a WWE roster, man. So I, I think um, Vince has definitely got his ducks in a row and he's keeping a hold of the legends that he thinks he might need. And I mean, you you alluded to this, but a lot of people I saw when you tweeted it were like, oh, maybe it's a show because I know they're trying to bolster out the network and put a lot of sort of these podcast things on. But Vince McMahon, I think, isn't the person meeting with these talent, organizing the things going on the network. As you say, if Vince is involved, this is probably something television-based or management or something, some, something big. So, um, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously keep our eyes peeled for anything that Mick uh, has going on, and then uh, we'll discuss it here on Wrestling Daily once uh, Mick makes his announcement. Well, you know what's interesting as well? If you speak to any wrestlers, and I've spoken to a, a ton who have signed deals with WWE, like MVP being a recent example, um, you know, there's a ton of others. When you sign deals or come back, Triple H is typically the guy you speak to, right? So if anything bigger than that or something that Vince is actually passionately behind, it will be Vince. So that should say a lot about what kind of plans they will hopefully have with Mick Foley. I think we'll finish on the predictions, Lou. And we'll go to our final hot take from Jobber JJ. Hey guys, it's Jobber JJ. My unpopular wrestling opinion is that Nicholas had a better match than The Undertaker at WrestleMania 34. The Undertaker was involved in just a squash match against John Cena, while Nicholas had a great tag match against The Bar with his tag partner, Braun Strowman. Had a great heat segment and a great hot tag with a great ending. Have a nice day and jam that jam. <laughs> you can't do the Undertaker like that, JJ. Listen, man. Caucasian have a drug. <laughs> what is you wanted? You've wanted to do that all night. Itchy <laughs> uh, fingers for that. I'm afraid. I'm a I'm a Dave Chappelle guy. Listen, I was at that WrestleMania. Okay, I was not happy that the long teased Undertaker John Cena match was as short as it was. Retrospect tells me that's probably a good thing. But at the time, I wasn't happy, right? Like, I'm in the stadium. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to happen. A load of great build. Cena runs up the ramp. But like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. And then it kind of just happens, right? It's not really what – it's not the dream match that people had hoped for. And uh, maybe WWE could never give us that. But, my God, um... <laughs> I don't know if I can do The Undertaker like this, Lou. So, I loved the Cena thing at Mania. Uh, okay. At the time, I loved it because I thought it was leading to more. Right. Okay. So, I was like, the Cena being in the crowd is perfect. Him, obviously, it, he wasn't a fan there, but it felt like it was, you saw him drinking beer, dressed in human clothes, uh, just being a spectator at the show and then the long running thing of the ref running down, like take us here, take us here. And then Elias's involvement. I thought it was fantastic. And then seeing Taker come out, knowing what he can do and more importantly, can't do thought it was a fantastic use for him. And I'm like, all right, so we've got obviously Saudi shows coming up. Will we see it at a Saudi show? I think it's more disappointing in hindsight because we've seen nothing since. Yeah. Um, But 
for me, the Nicholas thing was a fun moment. It was fun. But Cena lost less than the bar lost. Who were pretty much, and for me, that's the main thing. The tag division was pretty much, it was not buried because I don't like saying that, but the tag division was basically sacrificed for a moment. And we know everyone likes their WrestleMania moments. WWE isn't about matches and and great storylines. They're about moments. And this was undeniably a cool moment. That's a good rating. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally with you, Lou, in, in the sense that they made a great moment. And I must admit, like being there, the crowd did go crazy, right? For the hot the Nicholas hot tag. Um, they 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 did go mad for it. So I can't you know I can't complain too much. But the thing is, and, and I've I've heard this since that that was a week of decision, right? Like very late. Because you remember they teased Braun was gonna have a um a mystery partner okay and then a lot of people had thought quite rightly there was going to be bobby lashley who would eventually debut the next night now at the time the idea of bobby lashley and braun Strowman, like this monster destructive team was really quite exciting and what's even more a few weeks later exactly i was just about to say that the next very next pay-per-view in fact they were together so many have thought that that was the original plan bobby lashley has outright denied that to me in an interview um, but I have heard from other people that it was the case. So I guess from the horse's mouth, you have to say Bobby Lashley, he's not a liar, is he, Lou? Um, but still, it, yeah, it's funny that, you know, they made that late decision. And to be fair, you know, it was it was kind of funny for what it was. Um, but... And you know what? Good on the kid. Because how many 10-year-olds can say that they won a match at Mania? It's, it's, I know WrestleMania isn't about one kid, but he had a cool moment. You well, I'm saying... Tell- uh, we're going to say Jumper JJ has given us the best hot take yet. I think that that was a good one. I agree. I that agree. Thank you very much. Let me remind you guys: we're heading into the home straight here, and we're going to be talking about Hell in a Cell. If you have your predictions or even hot takes about Hell in a Cell this Sunday, please feel free to super chat us and let us dig into that. So, what I will start with, Lou, while we get into these predictions, let's do the easy one, right? Uh, the short one: Elias, Jeff Hardy. What is the deal there? Are we hearing that there's big plans for Elias? Does it start this Sunday? Yep, Elias wins. I think he's got an album coming out um, pretty soon, which WWE seems quite content on pushing. So I would be massively shocked if if Elias doesn't win. Yeah, and Jeff Hardy, he loses a lot, man. He really does. I don't, I don't love that because I love Jeff. But there you go. Um, moving on to the cell matches, and this is not in order because who in God's green earth knows what order they're going to be in. Um, but we will start with Drew. Oh, no, it's got to be surely the I Quit is the main event. Well, I this is what we speculated, right? But at the same yeah. time, unless there, if there was no shenanigans, it should be Bailey and Banks, in my opinion. But I just I, because it's got the added stipulation, it isn't just a hell in a cell match. I think we'll probably see that as the main event. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, and this is true, but I think in terms of speculation... is the main event, right? Like, that, yeah. I, I, in WWE's eyes, I think that's how it will be. I'm just saying. Um, Drew Norton, right? Um, you could argue it should, have, it should have ended at the last pay-per-view with all the ghosts coming back from Orton's past and Drew getting quite a decisive victory. Probably should have been done. Um, but... Not complaining because the both of them have done well to keep the heat going. Um, two amazing talents. Let's, you know, let's speculate here. I think if Autumn was going to take the title, he probably would have. Um, I do like the Spotify playlist he came up with today, um, where he had a message for Drew. Um, I just don't know if like Randy needs it at this moment to move anything forward or for any other purpose. I think Drew is still in the midst of a powerful run, and realistically. Orton can eat this loss, whereas I don't, not that it would hurt Drew, but I just feel like it would do more for him to win. Four straight on pay-per-view, though, then. Randy's lost. And uh, I think everyone has been speculating, listen, he'll, he'll lose three because he's on a promise that this is going to happen. And <laughs> I have said... Operates on promises at like... <laughs> No, of course not. But, I mean, I'm sure that does happen where, where where Vince is like, listen, or whoever is like, you're losing these couple, but 
there are plans here. Um, I have bet on Randy Orton winning for the last two shows. Yeah, I bet for, at SummerSlam. Yeah. I bet on SummerSlam and then again at uh, Clash of Champions. Um, and as you say, I think if it, if Drew was going to drop the title, he would have already. So I think we're going to get a little possible interference from The Fiend. Shenanigans. 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 And, uh, we, we get, we, I'm going to do as a bonus question at the end whether we think there's going to be a DQ in the Hell in a Cell, which is uh, can't believe is even a question that we can ask. But um, I think we're going to get... I think we're going to get teases or a full-blown interference from The Fiend, setting up a Fiend and uh, Randy feud, which, based on their history in the Viper and the Family storyline and how we know that Bray likes to go off history with he's got with people, has a lot of potential. So I think that's where we're headed uh, coming out of this. So I've got Drew to retain. Okay, okay. Well, next we've got the uh, Bailey and Sasha. The dream match, big time dream match on the main roster oh oh no <laughs> there it is the real dream match carly keith lee hang on a minute get out of town um so bailey and banks the real deal finally happening on a big stage in hell in a cell um i wish it was happening at wrestlemania that's just me but that doesn't mean I'm not going to enjoy this Sunday. And I know that they're going to pull out something special. Mick Foley said this earlier. They probably own the greatest women's match in the history of the business. They, yep. um, you know, they is Sasha probably has been a part of one of the greatest, well, there's only been two, but the greatest women's Hell in a Cell match thus far with Becky Lynch. They've got a lot on the line. There is no way these two have not thought out some incredible spots and ways to go about this. So I feel like it's going to be an amazing match. I see that the bookers have changed um, from when I last looked, and it's actually um, Sasha who's the favourite. Yep. I still think it's not quite time, and I think Bailey wins. So my hope is this match doesn't happen. What? So, hot take here. This match is mania. It needs to happen at mania. And my worry with WWE is if we get it... <laughs> My worry is if we get it now and they plan on doing it till Mania, we will see this match every pay-per-view until then. So my hope is Bailey decimates her, decimates her before the bell or decimates her even right at the beginning and just convincingly wins and writes Sasha off TV for months. And we see her return at the Rumble because I think we're still getting two Hell in a Cell matches or three, but two, if this happens, we'll still get two Hell in a Cell matches, one which is an I quit. I think if fans see this, and I'd be the same, if I saw this, I wouldn't be thinking, damn, I'm being cheated out of my money. I would think they've obviously got plans to drag this out. So I hope that's where this goes. Or I hope that they perhaps leave something in the tank for a Mania match, where even if they don't have this Hell in a Cell match, you put the match in Hell in a Cell at Mania, which I think is what Hell in a Cell should be used for. Not the, It's October, so it's a Hell in a Cell match. It should be when the blood feud calls for it. And what's a bigger time than Mania? So I hope that's what happens. But it isn't what's going to happen. Hell in a Cell. I thought I heard at one point there. <laughs> Hell in a Cell. Uh, I think we're going to get a Bailey uh, retention. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, obviously she has to sign the contract tonight, and I think I, I do. I, I mean, I don't think they hold off like that. I would imagine Bailey really hurts Sasha Banks in the match, and that's what prolongs the definitive one in the series, whenever that will be. Um, but I don't know if WWE want to do that. It's it's just hard. They've put they've kept them on the same brand. There's no way to really split them moving forward. Um, right, Sasha off TV. That's what I'm saying. That's the only thing you can really do. Um, yeah. Anyway. Moving forward, because we have to finish up here. Jey Uso, Roman Reigns. Um, I don't think anyone in the world is thinking that Jey Uso is going to come out on top here. I mean, if he does, I'll eat, I'll eat my... I don't even have a hat. But you get the notion. Um, I think Roman wins, and I think there's a, a big development in the story where Jey is going to turn to be like... Um, I don't want to call him like a minion but or a disciple or anything like that, but he's definitely going to be a part of the tribe. hundred percent agree. Uh, I think even Jey Uso, if we had to ask him in an interview, would probably say mm, Roman Reigns going to win. Um, <laughs> nothing against Jey because he has more than pulled his weight in this feud and has more been 
more than held up his end of the bargain and been fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Roman Reigns is winning this 100%. Right. Excellent stuff, guys. Uh, Louis, it was a pleasure to have you back in the hot seat, my friend. Uh, even if Pete Quinnell says you've been taking up too much airtime. You've been dropping too many hot takes. Here it is. You're over time, Louis. Wrap it up, mate. Uh, we all see the brackets. The good show. So anyway, thank you so much, guys. I really enjoyed the interaction on the right-hand side with the comments and the live feed. Some great super chats too. Great hot takes. Please like us, subscribe, share. Get the word out. Isn't that right, Lou? Get that goddamn word out. Um, if you have failed to catch up with anything or you want to catch it again, you can get us on podcasts now on Spotify, on Apple, Acast. They're all over the shop. So once again, thank you, guys. It's the end of the first week. The wrestling and a, br a, a brief note for next week. UK clocks go back. Yep. US clocks don't. So we'll be live still at 8 p.m. UK time Thursday through Friday. But that will be uh, 2 p.m. obviously in, uh, in, uh, in uh, East Coast and uh, 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific. So uh, make sure you're there an hour earlier. And then on Monday for 9.30 for the special start time, special Monday show for the pay-per-view, which will obviously be the corresponding times for you guys over in the States and all around the world. Yep, I'll be on Talk Sports 7 to uh, 9, and then I'll be on here at half 9, being the busy man that I am, talking all the wrestling. So please do join us week one down, and we can't wait for the next. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, take it easy. Have a good weekend, I think, Lou. Yeah? Have a good weekend. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.